Deep in the farthest recesses of the most distant jungle lies a city. A city populated by the most mysterious, terrifying, and downright grotesque denizens ever seen by mortal eye. Here, in the darkened corners of this cavernous locale, sits an ordinary, average brick building with an innocuous, ordinary, average, blinking neon sign which reads, On Air. It is here where each week, Seth Breedlove and Mark Matsky convene to discuss the greatest mysteries the world has ever known. Now, zip up your leather pants, slap on the clown paint, and don't forget to eat something light as we begin our journey through Monsteropolis. Sorry, Aaron. <laughs> All right, hold on. What is the first episode we're doing? Um, the folklore one, Ohio folklore, ins and outs of nice folklore. Nice narrow, narrow topic. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay. Hey, let's go. Let's do it. Woo. Yay. <laughs> Maybe we need coffee. Why don't you intro the show? I don't. Have Ooh. you ever listened to the show? It's been a long time, oh. but I used to. But no, that's not. <laughs> <laughs> you and everybody else. No. It's been a long time. No, that's... Hi, this is Monsteropolis. It's been a long time. This isn't a bad podcast. I think the content is pretty good, <laughs> but I'm fed up. And it says Heather. What? No. Heather one two three. No. That was a screen name. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> Was no, that a real review? I try to be more discreet. It started out a real review, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. The um, other part wasn't the real part. Well, I... The, the best one of dumb, all is the that one that dumb. says that we're goofballs who talk about living in their mother's basement. Yes. Which what? is true. In all time ever, point? we've never talked about that. Not like on the edge not of Not about that those moments. Frame. No. I can't see myself. How far <laughs> over? I'm not wearing my glasses. You can scoot over a little You're in a... This is in your This is in your way. Well, yeah, that's always in my way. So they can only ever oh, see you half are. your face? Yeah. There you okay. go. No one wants to see my whole face. <laughs> We're still figuring this out, squad members. This is Monsteropolis, a show about anomalies, legends, and monsters. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Seth Relove. I'm joined, as always, by my pal, Mark Matsky. Hello. How are you? <laughs> and our pal, Heather Mosier. Hi. You're, you're wearing a ring or something. It's going to cause a problem. I can tell already. No, don't put the... Oh, okay. She's putting... Heather has to hold her microphone on this show. Um, kind of like a Phil Donahue yeah. vibe. Or Too Brandon Dalo. Or maybe, no. yes. maybe you've heard. <laughs> Taking it back. Maybe you've heard. To the Dalo days. <laughs> the um, days of Dalo. Heather, uh, introduce yourself. Who are you? What is it you do? I just picked this book up. How this book's by Larry Baxter, not you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... I don't have a book. That's yeah, not yet. <laughs> um, you wait, you're you've got a you're in a book. Yeah, you've contributed to a book. Well, yeah, but I don't have my own book. Can I right? say the title? Yes. Feminine macabre. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, sounds exotic. It, it was, is. <clears throat> yeah, it was the first uh, the first issue. They're getting ready to put out the second one, which I didn't submit to because we were in uh, Michigan the end of it it's actually my fault because the, <laughs> the submission window was open much longer than that oh. week but 
But you waited till that point, and then That's you blamed it on that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't submit. I'm looking for the Mothman. Yeah, yeah. I always priorities. Think it's the last minute. Everything well, is priorities. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I look at that. Oh. Yeah. Wow. So Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> Wet bandits. Yeah. Sticky bandits. Um. Oh, you went. Yeah, I do. Both. Research. Sequel and the. <laughs> I've seen them. Did they come up, up with an alternate name in the third one? I've never seen know. the third one. I don't even alone. remember the third one. I have not. We've lost all of our listeners already. <laughs> They're queuing up those iTunes reviews right now. Yes. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I do I do research. That's what I do. I write. <laughs> I do yeah. research. Are, do we want to make that the subject of this podcast yeah, or the next one? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, okay. So, um, fixed so, your sound, now fixed your content, <laughs> you goofballs. <laughs> Get out of your parents' basement. <laughs> um, so, anyway. Uh, you don't take anything to heart here. But. You don't. It just rolls off. Uh, basically ducks. <laughs> We've been called that. Yeah. Right. Look to shoot these suburban, guys like ducks. Suburban duck wannabes. Okay. I don't even know. Did you guys know these buttons play music? So, like, if I pressed one of those, check it out. Yeah, so our, our, uh, Oh, you yeah. can't. <laughs> I heard it. Do, I do, heard do, something, Because yeah. you must have the volume. <laughs> Can you have, like. <laughs> it sounded so far this away. Be yeah. our so worst faint. episode already. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, can you do sound grabs on there? Like yeah, could have I think a, you can actually program those to whatever mm, you want. We yeah. should do the orchestral hit from Yes. <laughs> or, or, uh. <laughs> Like they're coming to take me away. Oh yeah, we could do that or uh, any of those old standbys. So our GM has this and uses it for sound effects when we play our games. For oh, Paul Grandmaster, Cthulhu. right? Is that what that game? That's? Oh, Game Master. <laughs> We're like, Sonic Lodge. Oh, oh the yeah. Grandmaster. <laughs> that's wrong. <laughs> wrong game night. Or Move DM on. Dungeon Master, I guess. If you okay, that would have that I would have known that. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there is a new gaming store downstairs, and I think they're open. You guys should stop in. That side quest oh, games really? downstairs, yeah, they open. Um, I always need more dice. Board so. game place. I was desperately hoping they were going to sell comic books. I was going to say, tell them to carry some comic books. If they sell comic books, it's game over. This <laughs> STM's going under. Just walk, <laughs> march downstairs. And, Thank you. I spent another four hundred and seventy dollars downstairs today. <laughs> Here's your pull list, Mr. Breedlove. <laughs> okay, so uh, Heather is a STM's research expert. She actually has two credits on... Oh, th- that was going to be a surprise. She's got two credits on Ruguru. Wow. Oh. Um, Super, you sound excited about that. <laughs> yeah, well, it's cool. Uh, research and uh, writer. Co-written. She, she, when I say co-written, she did 90% of the writing on Ruguru. So it feels it's a Heather. Mo- it's essentially a Heather Mosier film. Nice. Oh, is that? Yeah. Is that really what you just. That's it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Your other credit is director. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Surprise. I wanted you to take the blame. Um, it's going to be great. It is great. It's really great. So here is Heather. And this week we are talking about um, Heather as a researcher. Um, and research things. Sometimes I, I was trying to tell Heather this. Mark and I, half the time anymore, don't really plan shows in advance. We kind of just like 
We'll either show up the day of, which all those negative reviewers are nodding their head right now. They know. They already knew that. But they're yeah. still listening. Yeah. Isn't that um, weird? So, it's so weird. They love your voice. Um, that was directed at you, Me? Mark. Yes. Oh. <laughs> your sultry Have you read tones. any stories lately? Um, You're an excellent storyteller. Mm-hmm. No, not lately. I mean, we pretty much limit that to the ghost Christmas stories. Yeah. I should go back and listen because it's cold. Um, oh, you know what? We, Before could do, we, get... we could do Christmas in July. It's July now. Yeah. July 1st, as we're recording this. Yeah. It's insane. Let's do it. Um, we have things. <laughs> I, could, I could read Larry Baxter's Abandoned. Yes. There's... I'm sure Larry would love it if we oh. gave away his book. <laughs> yeah. We'll just release it in chapter form. <laughs> hey, Larry, okay, we went right? ahead and uh, <laughs> recorded an audio book of your shop. <laughs> <laughs> of your book that made it would no lend sense. itself to that too because yeah. of the way it's written yeah it's um interspersed with historical fiction chapters which i really enjoyed all right so we have copies of larry's book and we have to do another giveaway that i planned for almost a year ago the 100th episode of of monsteropolis the we have hats from rogues hollow that we're supposed to give oh away my goodness that's point. right yeah rogues hollow hats I bought a whole bunch of them when I was there, and we were supposed to give them away on the show, and I never did it. Um, but anyway, this week we're giving away Larry Beans Baxter's Abandoned. Um, we have two copies. We're giving away two. How should we do this? I'm thinking we make people write into the show. Mm-hmm. Monsteropolismail at gmail.com. Yes. The, um, we'll pick two random winners from the email writers. So write us in. And uh, you have to, it has to be an actual email. You've got to write in with like some sort of topic you either want us to talk about or like you're cur- you want to ask us a question, whatever. Yes. But it, it can't just be like, here's my entry. Right. You have to send us an actual email. And you have to use the word abandoned. In, in the subject yes. line. Good one. Uh-huh. That's a good one That's too. That's a good call. So Monsteropolis Mail. I love it. Wow. <laughs> Monsteropolis Mail at gmail.com. I said dot com weird. Um. <laughs> Just, I didn't catch it. It was kind of like uh, Christopher Walken <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> so send send in those uh, emails and we will grab two random winners um, of this book. And then we'll send you Larry Baxter's book. If you haven't read it, uh, I haven't read it yet either. I'm trying. I've read, I've read maybe 70% of it. I have my own signed copy, by the way. Mine's oh. back here. Wow. Um, Bragging. Great book. Uh, and, uh, it's about the history and horror of Port Chatham, Alaska. Is my nose running? No. All right. Um, catch it. It is a good book. All right. Highly recommended. Whoever ends up with this copy will be pleased. Yes. And Mark and I will sign it. (laughs) Yep. Please enjoy the fruit of our labor. (laughs) We spent years on this. Who's editing this, Aaron? No, I mean, I'll edit the podcast. He'll oh. edit the video. Okay. because It's the, getting hot in here. It is hot in here. Mm-hmm. Good grief. <clears throat> I'll try not to laugh so much. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so, um, so yeah, send us mail, monsteropolismail at gmail.com, and uh, you could win this great book by our friend Larry Beans Baxter, who I need to get in touch with. Larry, if you're listening to this, we need to talk. There's something I'm trying to get together. I keep forgetting to call you or whatever because I'm a little busy, so... <laughs> This is your official Life. notice during our Life podcast. Is. Yeah. <laughs> that I'm trying to get a hold of you. He has not forgotten. 
Uh, yeah. So um, it's the Beans phone. Call we, the Beans hotline. That, yeah, it's uh, on. It's on his now, desk. Can I ask you a weird question? Yeah, please, this is you the perfect did, um, episode. <laughs> <laughs> you did not go to Washington, did you? Because you weren't you scheduled to go to Washington? Oh again? yeah. No, didn't I didn't. I didn't go. Okay. We'll talk okay. about it later. All right. I just was wondering because I knew that was going to be like. Tommy's first time it, on a flight. You know what it was things. in in the midst of uh, in the midst of everything else. I'm sweating so much that there's like I'm leaving sweat stains on the table. Everyone <laughs> just didn't work out is what he was. Gonna <laughs> it just didn't work out. We it didn't just go. Didn't work out. Okay. Yeah, I wish we had, but it could could have. Um, my, this is uh, so this is the show, and I don't know how to start this. Mark, why don't you just kick kick it off? Kick you, it off. This was your idea. Yeah, it was. <laughs> This is your idea, Rougarou's Heather's move. <laughs> yeah. Oh. This is great. The more people I involve, yeah. the less blame I take for anything. Episode 140, deflection. <laughs> well, okay. My idea for this was really pretty simple, and that is, you know, Heather, you have researched for STM now on a number of projects, and mm -hmm. to me, it's always interesting to talk to people about how they do their research. Like, what are your methods when you get a message from Seth or somebody and they say, I'm looking into this topic. How do you go about digging into um, resources? What resources do you use? You know, that kind of thing. It so, could be fun to break this down to specific titles yeah, too. Yeah, we could. <clears throat> because I know- It changes. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I know that like Dark Sky especially was super intensive and over a very extended period of time. Mm -hmm. Same with Bell Wedge. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so we could, I mean, either of those as a case study and <laughs> or start Momo. rolling. Momo was the first movie you worked on, like, yeah. uh, so address that. So Momo, what you came to me, you already knew the, you know, the, the as far as the research went, I didn't have to do any story stuff. Like, you already knew that. You just needed people to interview. Right. So that's how things started. Yeah. And right. that was difficult because... Um, there, were, there weren't many people out there that, that wanted to talk about that story, and we already right. knew we weren't getting the family involved. You tried, though, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. And then you tried when you got out there, too. Oh, know? yeah. I went right up to the door, and I yeah. actually did speak to, I forget her name now, mm -hmm. the daughter that she's portrayed in the movie, but I actually did yeah. speak to her. Yeah, so that's, uh, Momo was, <clears throat> you know, just getting my feet wet, I guess, as far as researching for STM, because it was just looking for people to interview. And then... Was that Mothman Legacy would have been after that? Yeah, right. Yeah, because yeah. you didn't do you didn't work on UFOs at all. Mm -mm. Yeah, not the first one. That's crazy. I got all those interviews on my own. Wow. See, <laughs> see, <laughs> see. I'm, you don't, I'm you don't good. Even need me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. <clears throat> yeah, and Legacy. There was a little more to that because we wanted to talk about Appalachia and, and yeah. stuff like that, or Appalachia, which. Can you talk about <clears throat> why you're kind of the perfect person to talk about Appalachia? Because I grew up. <clears throat> no, grew you're. Up. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, no, you're um, um, you're part of like an Appalachian oh, writers group, right? Right. Yeah. So I'm uh, on the advisory board for the Writers Association of Northern Appalachia, um, and the goal is to, with that group, we we have a conference every year. It started in 2019. Um, we had to move everything online for 2020, of course, because of COVID. And then we're having another one here in September. Ogilvy. At Ogilvy, yeah. Ogilvy. Where, where the um, fancy pants was seen. What's that guy's name from 
Oh, Bashful Billy. Bashful Billy, <laughs> a.k.a. Fancy Pants. Fancy, yeah, yeah, well, yes. Fancy Pants. Bashful Billy wasn't really, I mean, there was stuff that happened. There was a touchdown there, but anyway, yeah, it wasn't far from. Bashful Billy was in Wheeling, but it wasn't at Ogilvy. No, I know this. Come on, <laughs> I, I know that. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, <clears throat> anyway, yeah, so uniting writers from the area, because when people say Appalachia, normally you think of, Southern Appalachia, North mm-hmm. Carolina, Tennessee, whatever. Um, but there's a distinctive flavor to the authors that are from this region, um, which is still Appalachian, but different. Mm-hmm. And so we're just trying to create a network of writers in the area and kind of get our voice out there too. Um, Cause I think a lot of times we get lumped into different categories because we, we have multiple things running through here. So you get like the rust belt or um, sometimes Ohio gets, lumped into the Midwest, which I can't see on our half of Ohio, maybe mm-hmm. on the flat side. It's the gateway. The I think Wayne side. County is honestly where the Midwest begins. If you look at it on a map, to me, that makes the most sense. It looks like, because the, the the bottom half of the Wayne County flattens way out. I always say like this area where we are right now is like the gateway to the Midwest. Mark doesn't agree. I can kind of no, see No, I'm, I'm ticking through. <laughs> what that made me think of was the whole Western Reserve idea. Because, you know, you hear that used a lot, especially in northern, northeast Ohio, is this Western Reserve. And that is, that was an extension of Connecticut. So that was like New England, straight line coming this way. They thought of this as the the Western Reserve of New England. Huh. So that it's sort of close to the lake and going west is sort of more, I don't know, industrialized, Mm -hmm. urbane. And then as soon as you leave that sort of narrow pathway, you get into other cultural streams and there's bigfoots and stuff there yes i just got to throw that in so that the people listening to the show for the paranormal stuff right and you're guaranteed a a bigfoot sighting i mean you're in the sasquatch triangle before you know it Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) yep all right so so yeah that's that's it for the appalachian stuff and but but you you and i like kind of bonded over over appalachia because um can we talk about Appalachia versus Appalachia, by the way. And sure. I have issues with this. I was we just can. talking about this with my mother, right. uh, like today, because my mom, when people say mother, doesn't it feel like psycho? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just mother. like, is that because of that movie? It just Partially. seems more disconnected yes. to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My mother and I were speaking. Uh, no, my mom and I were talking, mm-hmm. and, and I said something about how, like, vehemently people will correct you if yeah. you don't um say appalachia appalachia mm-hmm. but i think it's only people from west virginia <laughs> there's even it's a t-shirt not. brand now that has like the correct pronunciation is there yeah it's all the whole brand is based around like phonetically oh, yeah. spelling out i've seen the ads on facebook mm-hmm. and stuff so wait, yeah. you don't think that's true, the West Virginia thing? It's not just West Virginia that does that. Okay, give me other saying. examples. Uh, well, whenever I was at a conference overseas, there was a woman who... Ooh. No, no, no. This is the part that... This just There's a woman of, from Ireland. No, no it's... This, the point is, is that I got pissed off because yeah. I was overseas for this conference and somebody mm-hmm. from Georgia was talking about... Um, oh, come on. That's the bottom of Appalachia. They don't even count. Yeah. They were talking about... Uh, Irish ballads or whatever in, in Appalachia. Mm-hmm. And so when they were explaining it, she also partnered with somebody from Texas for this particular story. Dak Prescott. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> anyway, they <laughs> they kept saying Appalachia and then went through the whole thing about if you don't say it correctly, they will get upset with you because you're, you're an outsider then. Mm-hmm. So when it was over, I went over to them and I was like, I just want you to know that you don't, please don't feel pressured because I'm from Appalachia and we say Appalachia here. And then they got kind of irritated with me. Like, I mean, as in, well, no, but where are you? Where? And I'm like, well, I'm from Ohio. Is Ohio really Appalachia? And I'm like, well, my part is, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, but I also, I mean, I have academic throwdown. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm, I have, um, I mean, I have friends in Pennsylvania that say Appalachia and then in West Virginia, it's mixed. Especially along the river, it seems to be mixed a little bit on who says Appalachia versus Appalachia. But in the South, they will get irritated. That um, Somebody said that North Carolina, they showed up saying Appalachia when they went down there, and they were corrected pretty quickly that it's Appalachia if you're from around here. I like saying Appalachia, so I say Appalachia, but I really don't care. I just when... I go between both now. Just Yeah. I mean, I was raised to say Appalachia. I mean, Carrollton, but... Carroll County, that is... That is 100% Appala- uh, Appalachia. <laughs> <laughs> See, I grew up in it Bolivar, is. and I yeah. considered that Appalachia. It is. Mm-hmm. Right? And yes. you were down in, like, it's... Yeah, I lived in Zanesville. Yeah. I th- and it's, it's Appalachia be? down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, there's a whole dialect just right down there that's mm-hmm. different. Oh, we've here. talked about that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I was raised to say Crick instead of Creek, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. or Warsh instead of Wash. Yes. My dad, like says, my dad says Warsh... And his whole family is from like the deep, deep woods of North Carolina, and yeah. they ha- they the same thing like Crick, uh, mm-hmm. Warsh. My dad also says cereal, cereal. Uh, oh, that's cute. Which yeah. we've we've, uh, we've chided him about most of our lives. Um, wow. But but I don't think that has anything to do with avalanche. <laughs> no. Oh, that, almost, that, that sounds slightly fancy. You know, cereal. Like, <laughs> I just threw up my cereal. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, the the whole idea of like that one word being uh, like either opening the door or locking or the door. Closing. Yeah, I don't like really that. isn't. I don't think that's true. I mean, no. it's a tip to people where you may be from, but sure. there's a whole way of evaluating. Are you out or in mm-hmm. culturally? Yeah. I th- to say it's just just that one word is probably simplifying too much. Yeah. I think some of it also has to just do with. Uh, the different things they've had to deal with over time. So mm-hmm. they're just, it, it's going to, the sooner you can distinguish whether somebody is from your area or not, the sooner you can, I guess, figure out how to present yourself or mm-hmm. communicate with them or whatnot. I get it. I just don't agree with it. <laughs> yeah, sure. And I think that has repercussions then on trying to get stories, like mm-hmm. people to share stories that their family has experienced. Yeah. You know, like... Bring it back. Man. Yeah. I like yeah. it. I like the way you're wrapping this back. <laughs> I'm wondering why I never opened that black and white flash pop down there because that thing's awesome. I didn't even realize I owned that till just now. Really? <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, totally invested in this. For like two minutes. I wonder what you were zoning out hold about. Hold its collectible value. That's probably. Yeah. That's probably why you did it. Yeah. Sell that, buy a new house. In case you start selling comics <clears> downstairs. Yeah. Can. Go trade that in. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, one thing that I've done with as far as contacting people, and um, especially there were instances with Dark Sky where I recognize they don't know me. I don't, even, and I don't have an accent similar to mm-hmm. what they may have. So I don't even sound like I'm from around there. 
But to talk to people and say, well, actually, my family's from wherever, I think that that helps, too, to have a conversation with them. Because I, I really don't like, not that it hasn't happened, but I'm not a fan of just cold calling people and, and not communicating with them at it's first. It's very difficult. Yeah, and just be like, hey, here's what we're doing. Will you talk to me? Not mm-hmm. that it hasn't happened before. It's just I feel really awkward. It's, because, it's awkward for them and it's awkward for you. Yeah, and um, I don't know. I don't, that was with, like, Rougarou. I I had very little that I could I could connect to them as a human, mm-hmm. I guess. But as far as uh, cultural things, I could say, well, actually, I don't know anything about that. But mm-hmm. TV shows, network TV shows will cold call anybody. But that's because when they get them on the phone, they're offering them immediately like a large sum of money to be a part right. of the movie. And I think that's like one of those key differences. They're mm-hmm. they're getting money or they're they're offering money, but there's literally no human connection between anyone involved in the production that they're speaking to. And that's why I think so many times they end up being made like essentially like the butt of a joke yeah. when, when they're on these shows. Mm-hmm. Like it's, I, I, I hate communicating with people for the first time, but it, it's just difficult. It, it, for me, it's difficult because I'm asking them to be, I'm, a, I'm asking them to, to give something of themselves with nothing in return, essentially. Right. And that doing it cold with no prior communication is is the worst. Yeah. But I mean, that is how we started too. It's yeah. like literally every single person that was in Minerva Monster was contacted out of the blue mm-hmm. by me. But at that time, I didn't know any other way. Right. But I mean, we formed relationships because of that. Oh yeah. Fact, but it is, yeah, it's very difficult. Yeah, exactly. I like, I mean, I like talking to people and I like having those relationships form. It's just always that initial call is tough. Yeah. Cause even if they've shared their story somewhere, mm-hmm. you're still, they don't know me when I call them just, Hey, this hi. is the thing that I've, t- we've talked about it on the show before, but that whole, everything going into the making of the movie is the, to me, it's probably the most difficult part of the movie. Cause you're trying to convince people to be involved and then also you're trying to you're trying to form leads for like other people you might talk to. Right. Um, which you have become kind of an expert at, by the way, because like I've watched you kind of build on that, like where you'll make a contact because because mm-hmm. this happened constantly during Ruger. You'll make a contact. And because of that contact, you'll find other contacts mm-hmm. and find more people who want to talk about. Yeah. How much of that? That that definitely happened with Ruger for sure, which was needed mm-hmm. because <clears throat> not a lot of people will share that. I mean, there's a few people that you're going to see on different shows mm-hmm. um, that have been out and about whatever they've seen, but then a lot of people have seen something and they just don't talk about it. And um, But they know. I mean, people around here know. I don't know how many people that I talk to. They're like, well, if you just come down here and start walking up and down the road, anybody could tell you a story oh, of what yeah. they've seen or the local fishermen or whatever. I'm like, yeah, we don't have time to do that though. That's the unfortunate part. Yeah. Um, I'm like the guys are coming down. They're going to be there for how many days? Oh, you were there like you're there five, five days, days, five full days. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, they're going to be there for five days. We need to have the schedule set <laughs> before they get down there. We don't have a day built in to just go wander the streets. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know anything about the Rougarou? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you, I've thought about that style of, of filmmaking though before. <laughs> That's tough. Because we've never done it. We've never, it's not at all like what we've done in the past. We thought about doing that for with Lake Michigan. Michigan. But you can't, yeah, the problem yeah. is you're, you're weighing the, the, 
I guess the pros and cons of it, right? Like the the pro side of it is we were I forgot about that. That that was mm-hmm. going to be what Lake Michigan was. Hmm. The pro side of it is it it'd be really interesting to watch people make those find people to talk to and then try to talk to those people mm-hmm. and stuff. But if none of those people are willing to talk, which is a really good possibility, yeah. Yeah. you end up with a movie that is nothing because we only have in that case we only have four four days to film. Right. So. Or three? Making people feel uncomfortable. Right. That's the movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Watch us make all these people uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, I mean, because you're either going to, you're hoping that you just randomly run into somebody yeah. on the street or you're calling them and that the conversations very rarely go down the route mm-hmm. of, yes, I saw this and yes, I will talk to you. It's right. never that quick. That's the weird part about cable TV shows, like um, whatever, like any anything on the Travel Channel about the paranormal. They, it's it's a weird not about like maybe not hauntings but the 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 monster shows and that that kind of thing they're trying to sell you this idea that you're watching something happen as it's happening but like it's very mm. clearly staged but everything's being sort of fed to you as if it's right. like All in the moment right yeah, yeah yeah you're catching this as it's happening mm-hmm. that was my biggest issue with hellier going back <laughs> going back <laughs> Going back to hell year. I'm just saying like, <laughs> it's this idea. That, I've been told I'm not allowed to say that word. <laughs> uh, no, I just, th- th- there's, there's something very disingenuous about that. And it's always bothered me. And there is a certain level of that in any film production. And certainly with hell year, the other thing is that it, it's a, it's an independent production. And so from coming from an independent film production st- 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 point of view i actually understand why they would would be doing that Mm -hmm. but the whole feeding it's just such a weird thing that everyone has picked up on that like one formula and that's the formula that they all follow it's like wow you're watching something as it happens these two people have encountered (laughs) tobias wayland on the top floor of the sears tower (laughs) that's something that happened like yeah that it it doesn't make any sense right what's interesting is that it's a non-starter as a strategy, but it has happened on shoots mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Boggy Creek. Oh yeah, yeah. For example, that it didn't. We didn't go in there yeah. thinking, let's see who we can talk to. But yeah. just naturally, all of a sudden, you guys are out at the Crabtree property. Don't That's you feel really like cool. Boggy Creek? This is getting off topic, but <laughs> don't you feel like Boggy Creek in a way is like uh, now that I'm I haven't watched it in a while, but I think in some ways it's kind of like a forerunner for on the trail of. Mm. Because you've got this guy in the lead who's kind of like leading you through the story and he's like, in ca- he's on camera talking to witnesses. And like, in some ways, I think we brought some of that with us in, yeah. into the movies in the future. And if we had been, if that had been in on the trail of that all would have been shot and that would have been really cool. Mm-hmm. Like to actually watch us go out there oh, for right. the first time. Right. And Jason almost stepped on the copperhead and all that stuff. Yep. Getting stuck That's, in mud. Yeah. The whole thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Didn't you have something similar happen with... um Bell Witch, that you just, somebody ran into you while you guys were filming that. Oh girl. yeah. Kay Ethel. Yeah. It, her interview didn't make the movie, but, um, but still, but yeah, we interviewed her and it was super cool. She had a story that tied to, to the Bell Witch. Yeah. I guess that stuff does happen. It tends to happen, but it's never something that you're generating. Or something. Yes. We've got to right. go do, find people yeah. to talk to. It and just it probably it, it occurs. It finds you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. They find you. And you couldn't, but you couldn't 
hinge an entire production on that in the hopes that it happens this time. Not if you, not <laughs> if you're working on a five day production schedule, right. six day production schedule. Right. If you had weeks in one place, yeah, that is something I've thought about. Is like if we got to the point where we had like a couple STM RVs, right, mm-hmm. and you would go to a location, and you would spend a a, a long period of time there. Yep. Those things would just naturally happen. I have no doubt that if we were able to do that at mm-hmm. some point and just go to a location based on the things that I've learned just doing things now mm-hmm. so far, I would know or have an idea of places to go and and ways to approach people that I think having a conversation with someone in person would make things go actually faster than this phone tag stuff that happens mm-hmm. in the beginning. And then they don't even know what you look like. Right. Um, and they don't know... There's still like a, I'm sure you've encountered this. There's still a hesitancy because you're saying you're making a movie and the immediate thought is movie people have money. So oh. like there's, there's, there, this has to be bigger than what they're there. They must be telling me they're smaller than they actually are. Yeah. But, because I actually, one of the guys mm. on a recent shoot that you had me call gave me that line. It's like, I know how much money you movie people have. I'm like, really? okay. Who do I have? Well, I don't, don't have to yeah. name it now. You'll have to tell me later. But Connected to Rue. Oh. Oh. You called them? Yeah. One of them. <laughs> I had talked to them. I, I had talked started to them. crying. No, no, no. It was so bad. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, if it's the one that I'm thinking of, um, I had already. Is. Okay. Well, I had already talked to him and gotten the same. Yes. The same line, mm-hmm. um, which was more like an essay that he yes. sounded it's prepared. A, it's definitely really? the same guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, seemed nice enough, but then very pointed uh, comments, which mm-hmm. whatever. I just kind of laughed. A, the, the, those things, that's the weird, and you encountered it a lot on that trip, but mm-hmm. those are the, I, I will just bail. Yeah. Like, if it turns into a literal negotiation over price, I'll, I'll typically bail. Yeah. Um, not that we aren't willing to pay for interviews, because we are. Like, in some cases, I totally understand, like, someone's driving four hours or something, like, we're more right. than happy to, to compensate that person. But you'll talk to people who will, and in that case, the, this is how, how it was, I think, was, like, they're, they're basically, like, you're not going to have a movie without me. Listen to how my, great my story is. They'll give you the story, and then it's like, and this is why you need to pay me X thousands of dollars or whatever. Yeah. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because then also, I, I guess when people have that, I <clears throat> so I can see what they're saying is I want my time compensated. Okay, but mm-hmm. but when it comes to something like this, my my perspective is that we're trying to uh, like catalog these stories and keep them because if they're not written down or put in in this particular format, it's a documentary, mm-hmm. then they get lost over time and that slowly erodes away at that history and culture. literally what Rougarou is about. Right. And so um, to then put a price tag on that and say, well, I have this story and it's so fantastic, but I'm not telling you unless you pay me $2,000 or whatever. Yeah. Um, I feel like at that point, your your goal is way different than what we're going for yes and therefore we're okay without that and again it comes down to like travel channel versus us right because travel channel wants that sure and they're they're well and they have the means and they have the means to pay for it but yeah for the for for that's that's such an interesting part of what we do because we don't talk about that stuff very often yeah but behind the scenes those are those are huge i mean that that whole shoot was 
I felt like you were on the phone with me 60% of the trip because we were, we that day especially where the, yeah. we made those calls because we had gotten kicked out of a state park we weren't supposed to be yeah. filming That's in. That's a tradition. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was our, yeah, Mark was with me when we were kicked out of the other state park, mm-hmm. which was, yeah, we got some shots in that other state park too. And they're in the movie. <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, we, uh, that day was, was we've, and we've talked about it, I think on, mm-hmm. on something Squadcast or something, but, um, yeah, we were shooting in, in Louisiana at a state park. We got kicked out of the state park and then Heather had to like scramble and find another place for us to film. And then at the same time you were lining up other interviews. When we started down there, didn't we only have six interviews lined up? Is that how many it was? Something like that. It was like five or six interviews. I just remember editing the document with the interview schedule multiple times. Mm -hmm. Constant. And for the sake of listeners, you're doing this all remotely. Yes. Yeah. You know, you're on the phone with Seth, like back home. at home while like my to... three kids are running around <laughs> because they uh, were home this last year because of COVID. Oh, yeah. So they were doing online schooling. And so they were having their own Google meets and all of that stuff during all of this. And and that would have been a trip where it would have been extremely beneficial to have her with us on, on location. Cause I, and I cool. had never, I had always thought if there was one position you could easily be doing remotely, it would be that one. But then when you're there, it becomes apparent why that might not be the case especially that that relationship kind of it's the same role in my thinking anyway it would be similar to the way you are on a shoot which is you are you are a barrier (laughs) Mm -hmm. between us and the interview subjects while we're getting ready to interview Mm -hmm. them because that is like yeah the worst part is not the worst part but a, a very stressful thing is having someone there ready to be interviewed and you're attempting to set up their lighting yeah. and everything as they're there waiting. Well, with, um, I got to be there for a little bit of Dark Sky, mm-hmm. but um, for, and I would have liked to have been there for other parts of Dark Sky as well because I did form that relationship with people. Yeah. But Rougarou yeah, too. You, you should talk about that a little after. Okay. With Rougarou too, um, you know, everybody that you guys interviewed, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody I talked to for most of them hours. But prior to you guys getting down there. There wasn't a single interview on that movie that was me, right? That I put together. I think every interview yeah. was your. Yeah. So, yeah. So I talked to these people and, uh, you know, I, I know their voices and I'm like, I would love to meet these people. She's mm-hmm. she's not under, she's underplaying this, if anything, because people would show up and the first thing they would say is, where's Heather? Oh, wow. And they, because like. That makes I, me want to cry. <laughs> because Elizabeth said that, um. Like every, almost every single person, because that's, they've been talking, communicating with her and Heather does the same thing I did in, in the very early days of STM only on a, I think on a much larger scale is she spends time talking to them beyond just like, we've talked about that on the show too. Mm -hmm. It's like, you got to form a relationship with those people that goes way beyond Bigfoot and UFOs or whatever. Like, yeah, Ken, Kenneth. Yeah. Yeah. From, um, you'll see him in. Dark, Dark sky. sky. The very first interview in the movie. Yeah. Um, he calls me pretty regularly or I call him and actually I felt bad because he called last week and I wasn't I haven't been home a lot and I'm gonna call him on the way home from mm-hmm. here. But just call now to the question or the uh topic is, Hey, I hear you're moving soon. How's the move going? you know? Mm-hmm. And then, oh by the way, I saw this show. I mean, it's still we still talk about strange stuff, mm-hmm. but um and, life well, is and also having Kenneth, in that. Yeah. It, that turned out to be a good thing. Yeah. Because we had to do reshoots for Dark Sky or not. I don't even know what you would call. 
We we shot a yeah. we shot more stuff <laughs> uh, in May, mm-hmm. and Kenneth was the one that took us to the location where we ended up filming. Yeah, the additional stuff for the movie. Mm-hmm. So, and I I mean I still do that like less less just continually. Is involved in STM. I'm like, excited uh, to get to meet Les. Yeah, Les is involved. In, we're doing a haunting shoot in Sutton next. Oh, um, nice. In like two weeks. Oh, two, cool. Three weeks? Three weeks. Three weeks. And yeah, we're going to do... Oh, by the way, first. I forgot to announce that on the show. We're doing a <laughs> signing premiere of pre- pre- premiere launch of... No, not, it's not a premiere. We're not showing the movie, but it, we're doing a, a signing... Event. Yeah, a signing event. At the uh, Flatwoods Monster Museum on the 24th of July um, for on the trail of UFOs Dark Sky. So if you're in West Virginia, um, and Heather will be there, at least in town. I don't know how much of the day she'll actually be with us because we're there to film hauntings at multiple locations around Sutton over yeah, the course of I, like a weekend. Yeah, what time is the event? Uh, I have to talk to Andrew, but I was thinking like 11 to 3. So no, I'll be there. That probably doesn't interfere with it shouldn't literally anything with hauntings. Yeah. Because we don't do yeah. stuff till the afternoon. Yeah. So <laughs> 1 p.m. So yeah. Heather will actually be at that event. And then who else? Uh, Zach's going to be around. Um, Jason. Who, right? Jason will take off that day. Oh, he's he only there on the, on the 23rd. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so Santino, who did special effects. Uh, Courtney, who's occasionally in hauntings. Yeah. She was, she was there for Dark Sky in Wheeling. Yeah. In Wheeling. And she, is she in She's the movie? not in the movie, She's but not in the movie, it, behind the scenes apologies. stuff, you might see her. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's there's going to be a bunch of us there, but Les will be in town too. So maybe Les will be there, and Les is Les is a big part of On the Trail of UFOs Dark Sky. So if you're in Flatwoods slash Sutton area, Braxton County area, or if you just want to come hang out with us, we're going to be at the Flatwoods Monster Museum on the 24th of July. I think 11 to 3, but I have to clear that <laughs> yeah. with the Flatwoods Monster Museum Stay before tuned I for extra details. make that announcement. Um, yeah, but come out. That's This has just been planned as of yesterday, by the way. That's why we hadn't... There's no official announcement about this yet. The times have been planned just now. Oh, and I think DVDs and posters will be in hand because oh. they're going out to backers very soon. Um, Are you making promises you can't keep right now? It's not a promise. There may there may not be DVDs. I think there will be. I just um, want realistic expectations. Blu-rays, I'm I'm fifty percent sure there won't be Blu-rays, but DVDs and probably posters will should hopefully both be there. I didn't mean to just do that. Actually, the show's almost over. What? Where do we want to go here to wrap up things? Did she answer any of the initial questions we were yeah, planning on talking uh, yeah, about? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Okay. Sorry, I just totally derailed this episode. <laughs> well, I have a way of bringing us back. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it has to do, you made the comment a couple times about how, you know, uh, a cable TV can show up, a show can show up and say, you know, this is who we are and we'll pay you X amount and we'll put you in our, our production. But there's an implied contract with that that then says we can use your yeah. interview any way we want to and make mm-hmm. you look any way we want right. to. And that's the difference, I think, with STM and a very small production company is that we don't show up like that. But what we do say is, and you've talked about it here today, is we, we formed a relationship with people that will outlive the movie, number one. Number two, we're just here to let your story be told and we're kind of committed to that as being how that's going to be portrayed. Mm-hmm. And we won't make you look silly it's just the opposite is just to create this platform to preserve your story 
and right. let other people hear it and, and come to their own conclusions. But I think that has, just being able to sort of articulate that has helped bring people on board that mm-hmm. maybe would have been yeah. hesitant to not, even if there was money dangled in front of them, would have said, no, thanks. I don't want to yeah. put my story out there. And well, I think the human touch, the extra time that goes into that has been helpful. Yeah, and what, with to bring Ken up again, what I had to do with him was because of everything that we've done, I could send him to YouTube and say, no, I, I understand that I could be giving you a line, but go look what we've done. And then that will speak for itself. And that is what sealed it for him, regardless of whatever I had said. It was the next day when he called back, okay, I watched that and I, I'm in. Um, Great. So, Good. yeah, you can see what we do. Mission accomplished. All right. Um, we're going to be back again next week with Heather again, talking about Ohio. That wasn't supposed to sound, what did I sound grumpy about? No, you didn't sound grumpy. Um, no, there's like a rhythm to it. Okay. Yeah. With the again. Okay. We're, We're coming up. at you again. <laughs> uh, we'll be back again next week to talk uh, Ohio folklore and stuff with Heather. Uh, again, um, I got to stop saying again, but again, please come hang out with us at the uh, Flatwoods Monster Museum. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, and we're going to be in town filming hauntings. So, And we're filming some sort of squad cast while we're there, too. So we're doing stuff. Squad, speaking of squad, uh, if you're a fan of the show, you can watch us record the show uh, on YouTube if you're a channel member. So join the channel, the YouTube channel. See you staring off. There's a whole (laughs) shelf full of Funko Pops on the other side of the room, and apparently a bunch of them I've never seen before. (laughs) Uh, All right. Uh, We'll be back next week. Uh, Monsteropolismail at gmail.com if you want to win... Larry Baxter's abandoned. Abandoned. I'm holding it up for the camera. All right. Thanks, guys. Peace. Bye-bye. Monsteropolis is proudly presented on Wadsworth Community Radio 97.1 FM or streaming live at wadsworthcommunityradio.com. It is proudly underwritten by Thurber's Jewelers on the Square in downtown Wadsworth.